Hey, Alex. <laughs> this one's for you. We finally got the ox to work. <laughs> I'm so happy. Okay. Hey, everyone. This is Andy. And Shafali. Welcome to the As We Like It book review podcast. Where we talk about our favorite romance books and your future favorite romance books. We're also going to dive into our favorite tropes, favorite authors, and favorite anythings. I'm so happy that we're doing this. You know what this song reminds me of? Your karaoke party. Let's fade. Yeah. That was beautiful. It was. I'm so uh, glad that we did that. You're welcome, Alex. <laughs> you ask, we deliver. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe an episode or two late. Your request is our command. Um, if anybody has any song requests, just text us. No, literally. <laughs> that's. I think that's a good way to engage with our audience. Yeah. <laughs> or I think there's a place to like put your comments on spotify yeah or our anchor page or instagram or dm us dm us probably shivali will get the notification yeah probably in case anybody has <laughs> ever dm'd our instagram just know that you're talking to me <laughs> andy has no idea what goes on i, could I be don't saying, have the information to I log be, in i could be the most heinous like dms ever and andy would have no idea <laughs> no don't keep it to yourself usually i, I don't share get cyber bullied <laughs> no i will come in and i'll fix it don't okay. no prob okay thank you <laughs> how are you doing today i'm doing good how are you i'm good i think you have some news to share i want to talk about it <laughs> i don't know if it's time <laughs> lovelies i have terrible news i just found out that i'm 38 percent european <laughs> andy's white <laughs> it's a really tough time for me right now but I would like to say, I can't, hold on. I just like a moment of silence. is a lot. Okay, like, moment of silence moment for of Andy. Silence. A moment of silence for Andy finding out she's white. It's a really hard time. No. Please don't cancel us. <laughs> hold on, I should give, I should give context. Yeah. Okay. Right. Let me fade. So my sister recently got her 23andMe results, which mm -hmm. means that I got my 23andMe results. Exactly. And I found out that I'm 43% Indigenous American, which mm -hmm. isn't a surprise because I, you know, my family background. I don't but, think they do. I know, but. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. My family's from Central America. But the second highest component of my results. We're white. We're white. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> it just means the colonizers got to my family. It's fine. Nobody cancel us. Nobody if you cancel don't us, understand, please. this is a joke. <laughs> this is just, you know, trauma being, you know, taken lighthearted. She is also 1.3% African. Yeah, so <laughs> if anyone wants to hit me up, this is a very sensitive time, I just want to say. <laughs> please send Andy your thoughts and prayers. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, I've been fine. To all the white people out there, we're not appropriating your culture, we exactly. promise. Shivali, I'm pretty sure she has said she's 99% Indian, so you I'm, always have her. I'm probably 100%. <laughs> okay, okay. But yeah, that's that's been the highlight of my weekend. How's your weekend Has it been, been the highlight? It really has. It, you don't forget news like that. You fun. don't. It's monumental. In your life. Yeah. My weekend was pretty uneventful. I didn't find out that I was white because I'm not. <laughs> we went to Soul Cycle. We did. That was so fun. It was really fun. Soul Cycle, for anyone who's never been, it's like, I can't describe it other than. Your butt's going to hurt. Your legs are going to hurt. Your arms are going to hurt. In the dark and with you're strobe in the dark. lights. 
I like the dark you. part Me too. because nobody's watching you. Exactly. And also, we were so close together. I was worried that our feet were going to hit each I other. Was, I was worried about how I was going to get off because the bikes are so close together. Yeah, um, me too. Mostly because my foot got stuck in like the little clicky. Like You have to like click the shoes in. Yeah. I, got, I was like, I'm never leaving. <laughs> I've, I was worried about how you're going to get off because I know like the yeah. first time I did it at home, I couldn't get off for like 10 minutes because I'm like, what do you mean twist to the right? Yeah, I ended up twisting to the left <laughs> yeah it's not it's not the vibe yeah so i did my best but it was a lot of fun it was fun the i definitely want to go back super uncomfortable but i'm definitely gonna go back with you yeah let's do it Shafari. Um, let's go today i'm kidding anyways should we get into current reads yeah <laughs> okay i was like do we have anything else we want to mention but uh, probably not i don't think so unless we have another request check our dms <laughs> yeah <I'm kidding. laughs> quick <laughs> No one said this one. Would you like to go first or should I go first? <clears throat> I'll go first because I finally have something to say. Yay. I finally reached the point where I've read enough books and I'm ahead enough for the podcast that I'm going to read my own books. Mm. So I read The Right Move by Liz Tomford. Is that how you pronounce it? I'm pretty sure. So if you listen to our hockey episode, you'll know that we talked about this. It's the second book in the Windy City series. The first one is the is Mile High. Yeah which is the hockey book that we talked about. So this one is The Right Move, and it follows Stevie's brother, Ryan, and her best friend, Indy, who was a flight attendant, or still is a flight attendant, on the hockey team's plane. And it is a roommate trope and a fake dating trope, and I really liked it. Yeah, honestly, as we all know, from if you listen to the hockey episode, I wasn't a fan of the basketball aspect. Yeah. Is it a big part? No. Okay, because... Like, it is to then the point of, like, it kind of runs his life but you don't see them play mm. like they talk about the games and how she like sits courtside and stuff like that you see like that's that's kind of fun i'm not gonna lie but like they're not like here's the play and he's dribbling down the court okay and all that as stuff. long as I don't because see- i also i don't understand basketball and so going into i usually read hockey books if mm. i read sports books i don't think i've ever read a basketball book either i had this is my first time because usually hockey books i know what's going on in hockey so yeah. if they say Something blue line, whatever, like I can follow in my head. Mm. But basketball, it's like it's completely. I have no clue. But nothing. No, it was good. It was good, and you see so much about like Stevie and Xanders. Xanders, and it's so cute. All right, and I loved. Might have to add it to my list. Yeah, you should. It's it's really good. I liked it. I gave it five stars. The next one that I'm currently reading that I started yesterday is Jasper Vale by Devonie Perry. Mm. I'll talk about it more later because it's in a series and we're going to be discussing one of the books in the series later. Yeah. Sneak peek. Ooh. Into like 20 minutes from now, probably. <laughs> Any thoughts? So far, so good. I'm two chapters in. All right. I get that. Yeah. I feel like our current reads are all authors that we've read before. I've read all of these authors. Yeah, I've read about. both of your authors, too. And you've read both of mine. Yeah. So I guess this is just our... One of the old classics. <laughs> exactly, a classics era. So the books that I've been reading, I've actually read five, six books this week. But you didn't finish them. No, oh, two books. Yeah, you have. Two books are books that we're going to talk I about this week. I forgot about that, yeah, yeah. And then the other books are sequels to one of the books we're going to talk about this week. So these two books are just books that I've read by myself. I finally got to read Secretly Yours by Tess Bailey. I'm currently halfway through it. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Aww. I, I think she's done better work. <laughs> I just remember last night we were talking. I was like, oh, is it, how is it? And you go... I think I said, oh, are you reading it? And you go, yeah. And I could just <laughs> tell by the way you I said, yeah, like, that you weren't into it. I was like, yeah. I was like, so not good. <laughs> I was just, I don't know. Because 
let me just do a brief synopsis. It's about this uh, professor and this eccentric gardener. So it's opposite to Trek. Weird right? Job. And they live in like Napa Wait, or like Professor wine- you said that's what he is? Mm-hmm. Okay. And they live in like wine country California, I think. Or oh. wherever wine country is. I don't know. I think it's California. And know. it's just it's a weird first of all, I don't like wine. So wine is just I don't either. out of the cards for me in terms of liquor. Immediately yes. just immediately turned off. Immediately four stars. And I just feel like I don't know, it's Romances are supposed to be unrealistic, but this is just too unrealistic for me. The way that they're instantly attracted to each other. It's just, it's not my vibe. And I feel like her books have gotten very formulaic. Everything's like, you expect it, you know? Yeah. So I'm going to finish it. But for now, I don't know if this is my favorite book by her. And then the second book that I have. Nothing will ever I top know. It Happened One Summer. I know. I'm probably going to reread it this summer. It's my bar. If you can be better than It Happened One Summer, you'll be a five star. And I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. I'm prob- I am already see the trajectory this book is going. I'll probably give it three stars or something. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. It wasn't It wasn't my vibe. I get it. And then the second book I actually started this morning, it's called Colty by Mariana Spada. I've actually, I've done the same thing that I did with icebreaker with this book is that i've read like 15 percent in like months ago but i just never went back to it and this is your sport yeah i know soccer for anyone who doesn't know (laughs) i love soccer i know that's why i'm surprised you haven't read this book sooner i don't know i just i just wasn't (laughs) vibing with it at the time but i've picked it up and i really like it again so Mm -hmm. we'll see how it goes for now that's those are my books yeah yeah should we move on we should the point of the, the point of the episode. Actually, I'm sure Shafali is so excited about this episode because I think this is your favorite trope, like, of all time. Or am I getting that wrong? No, it's one of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where is this going? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's your favorite trope. Or- I love a good small town trope, Woo! which is what this episode is about. I if, if the book is a small town trope, I will read it. Yeah. Like, I have a list. Would you like to get started on our first book? (sighs) If I have to. I'm kidding. (laughs) Actually, all of these books I really liked. Like, there are some... I... Yeah, I agree. Like, there are some episodes where there are books that I'm like, oh, I have to read this book. Yeah, and I feel like usually our opinions differ. Like, if I pick a book, you're like, I didn't really like it. I'm like, oh, I loved it. And then, like, vice versa. But I feel like recently we've been really on the same wavelength. I know. For liking the same book. So, the first book we have... (laughs) I'm really happy for us. <laughs> Usually we just spend our nights arguing. I know. Books. It's really hard for us to get to agree on a book, but that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Okay, so the first book I have is Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. I really like this book. It was the first book that I didn't find myself dragging to read for the podcast. Like, really? obviously, like, there are books that I love, um, but because they're in the podcast, I'm like, oh, like... Yeah, when it. you get told to do something, you want to do it less. Exactly. We've talked about this before. Yeah. So, Part of Your World by Abby Humanist, it's about this this woman, I should say, Alexis <laughs> Montgomery. And she is a doctor. She's from the big city. Yeah. And she ends up in a small town. I forgot what it's called. What? What? what walk-in. Walk in, yeah. It's some random town in like Minnesota or I Michigan. I think it's Minnesota. But okay. I, couldn't, I don't know. I, I don't even know if it's real, to I be honest. I know it's called Walk in. <laughs> yeah. So she ends up with like a flat tire or something is wrong with her car. And she ends up there stranded. Mm-hmm. And lo-, lo and behold, there's this really hot, you know, guy that's 
coming up to her window and being like, hey, I think I should like tow you out or something. And then she's yeah. like, no, 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 I caught help. Help's coming. And he's like, yeah, you're going to be waiting on that help for a while. Mm-hmm. So let me just help you out now. And then fast forward into like a couple hours into the night, they're at this bar where they see each other again. And I guess his friends kind of make a bet. And they're like, hey, like you can never get that girl. And he's like, yeah, like watch me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like he ends up talking to her and he's like, listen, my friends made this bet. Would you just like walk out with me so I can get them to shut, like, shut up? Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, whatever, you help me. It's fine. So then they end up having a little tussle (laughs) while they go to his house or whatever and then she leaves and then she realizes that she actually like really liked him and her friend convinces her this could just be like a one night stand like more than a one night stand like just like a like a hookup you can have yeah and then i think it's definitely the case where he falls harder at oh a hundred yeah so like this man is totally obsessed with her and she also comes from like a really well-known family like gray's anatomy level like Doc, like Meredith Grey level, like it's like her dad is Ellis Grey. Yeah, basically. And her whole family for like the past 150 years have been pioneers in the medical community. They like own the hospital that she yeah. works in. So she kind of has to deal with the fact that this guy Daniel, I never said his name. He kind yeah. of he doesn't really have like any. He's not rich. He's the mayor of the town, though. Yeah, but that's a very loose term. It's a very small town. (laughs) Yeah. So she kind of has to deal with the fact that he's not up to her family standards. Yeah. And also a big thing is the fact that he's like 10 years younger than her. Yes. So it's like a reverse age gap, I would say. It's the first one I've ever read. Same. Also her ex-husband. Yeah, her ex-husband or her ex-fiance. No husband. No, no, because they weren't ever married. They just got a house together. Oh, I thought they were married, so they got a house No, together. no, no. They weren't ever married. They just got a house together. He- I swore it was husband. Mm-mm. I could that. I don't remember. Yeah, yeah. So he's giving her problems because he wants her back. Mm-hmm. Um, her dad wants her to get back to him. Because he's the chief of surgery. Exactly. He's. I'm, I imagined him kind of like a Derek. Mm. Yeah, like that's what I envisioned in my head. Yeah. So she has all of these like outside factors that are impeding on her relationship. Mm -hmm. And I guess this book is just her trying to navigate it. Mm -hmm. So what are your thoughts, Shefali? I have many. So (laughs) (laughs) let's just jump right into it. Usually I'm like, I liked it. (laughs) (laughs) This one, I have thoughts. Yeah. So I enjoyed this book. Do not get me wrong. Mm. I would recommend it to anybody. I gave it 3.75 stars. Okay. Which is almost a four. And to me, four is like, you did you did good. Yeah. Five is you did perfect. Mm. So I really liked the small town. I liked the characters of the small town. They're, one of the characters who is in the book is actually getting a spinoff book. Is it Liz? It's the one who's getting abused, I think. Liz. Yeah. Yeah. Um, trigger warning for anyone. Yeah, who this needs book it. does have deal with domestic violence. Yeah. But I did not like Alexis as a character. Same. I just thought she was so annoying for most of the book. And the one thing that I did not like was she obviously they have their eighty percent breakup. I did not like the way that she treated him. Mm. I thought she treated him awful yeah same like genuinely i've never read a book where i'm like where i was just rooting for her to not get her happy ending (laughs) i was like this is not fair to daniel because Mm. he doesn't deserve what she's doing she's 37 she yeah she's like a grown adult woman because he's like 28 and she was like oh you're nine years old younger than Mm -hmm. me 
I totally agree. I think she treated him like Mm -hmm. so badly. But I also think that because her dad has drilled into her brain for 37 years, Mm -hmm. you are part of this family. Like you cannot disappoint us. That caused her to treat Daniel really badly. But I also wish that Daniel would have made her jealous at one point, just so she could have known like he what she's missing. He was too nice. Like, yeah. I expected him to be like a grumpy sunshine, but it was reverse grumpy sunshine. And he was just so sweet to her. He did everything for her. And so his, his like garage house, he rented out as an inn. And when her friends came, they were awful to him, mm-hmm. which I get. That's like Or their... the fact that she completely acted like she didn't know him. Yeah. That was crazy. I didn't like that. I was all. like, if this was roles were reversed, and we were reading this in a romance book, we would be like, I hope that this is the guy that she doesn't end up with. Yeah. You know? Like, that's crazy to me. When they were together in the small town, she was happy, but the second she would leave, she was so rude to him. She wouldn't answer his calls, or when she did, she was like, oh, I have to go. He taught her how to be an actual person because she didn't know. She spent her whole life with, like, chefs and someone doing everything for her. And she went from her parents' house to her fiancé, I guess, house. She didn't know how to do anything for herself. And then the third act breakup, I just felt like she didn't earn him back. Yes. Oh, my God. They this just is, kind of got back together. I had a major problem with this because there is this moment of, like, she has a moment of weakness and she calls him back when she, they're both heartbroken. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, never mind. Like, we can't do this. Even though she's the one that called him. Yeah. And then... There's this point where he's like, I have to block her number because I can't ever do this again. Yeah. And then he shows up for her. Yeah. She has to like go through like five people to find him, Mm. to get a hold of him. And I just don't think she earned it. I like the, I literally have right here, I like the town and I like the vibes. I just didn't like Alexis. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, she gave women a bad name. She didn't (laughs) care about his feelings at all. Mm. She only was worried about how it made her look. Yeah. And I hated that. Same. It's really hard to root for someone like that. But I also got it, the fact that she was also a victim in, like, a lot of her relationships. And I wanted to feel bad for her, but that doesn't give you the right to treat other people badly. I get you, 100%. So, for context, her dad is totally an abuser. Mentally, yeah. Yeah, like, he... I've never seen a dad that's so unsupportive. Yeah. Like, I think at that point, it would be better to not have a dad than to have, like, the kind of dad that she did. Also, another, like random thing is her brother who was supposed to be the the, the golden, golden child, child yeah. ended up completely disowning his family and marrying like a taylor swift level pop star yeah and just fleeing the country yeah that was like a weird that was line. such a random plot line <laughs> yeah <laughs> and it was never like addressed i yeah. hope that the author's planning on showing their story because if not then what was the point i i don't know to be honest this is the first abby jimenez book that i've ever read same I thought she was a good writer. The story itself this, was good. I've heard this is her best book. I've heard bad things about her other ones, but I've also heard good things. But I, I thought this was her only book. I didn't know she had no, other No, she has a few. Oh, really? Okay. But overall, I did like it. Don't get me wrong. I didn't like Alexis, and I didn't like the way she handled herself, mm. but I did like the book. Yeah. I got through it. That's good. Also, another thing about i think we should talk about the ca- the character of daniel more just because he is like the re- most reliable 
character I've ever read. Oh, yeah. Like, everyone always goes to him with a problem. His friend has he's a He's everything you could ask for. <laughs> he is so unbelievably nice. But yeah. he's also not nice that he's, like, a pushover, even mm-hmm. though he acted like a pushover with Alexis. With her, specifically. Yeah. But he is the type of guy that everyone in the town will run to mm-hmm. for, like, listen, I have a problem. Like, his friend had a goat and was yeah. like, I can't take care of my goat. So take just... It. <laughs> yeah, take my goat. And then Daniel was like, all right, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, and there's also this other plot line where, like, Daniel runs this type of Airbnb in. Yeah. But he doesn't actually own the house. His, his mom. His estranged mom owns the house. And she's like, hey, I need to sell this house. Yeah. Because I want some moolah. He was raised by his grandparents. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that's what it was. Because it was his grandfather's house. Yeah. And his mom's very flighty. So she's like, I need money for this yeah. from the sale that I'll get. And he's like, no, listen, like, I'm taking care of it. Like, don't worry. I'll send you all the profits that they, like it makes. Mm-hmm. Just don't sell the house because this is where I grew up. Yeah. And then she was like, no, I'm selling it. So on top of the fact that Alexis, Alexis. is treating him horribly, he also has to deal with the fact that his mother is horrible. He has mommy issues. I think he I'm does. I'm diagnosing him right now. <laughs> he does. My almost finished psych degree is telling me he has mommy I, issues. You know what? I believe you. Yeah. But um, we should talk to Freud. Okay. For, like, a major that always says Freud was wrong, people (laughs) are always going back to him. He was wrong, but, you know, some people, people get messed up by their parents. (laughs) I can't argue with that. (laughs) But, yeah, I thought this was a good book. I gave it, whoa, I gave it way too high of a rating. Just because. Give it a five? I did give it a five. Stop. I was thinking my 3.75 was oh, wait, too no, no. high. I gave it 4.5, but I feel like even that's That's a little, a little much. Yeah. I would say 4 max. I would say 4, too. I think I'm going to have to change Just it. Just solely because of Alexis. I think... Okay, here's the thing. This book I read right before the book that I'm obsessed with for this episode. Oh. So now that I've read that, the bar is too high The now. bar is too high. So I'm going to go ahead and change my review back to 4 stars. I personally. think you should. But yeah. That was Part of Your World by Abby Jimenez. Lovely. Should we move on, Shafali? We shall. The next book is <laughs> <laughs> Juniper Hill by Devaney Perry. This book, one of my favorite books of all time. Is it? I loved this book. Wow. I gave this book three stars. What? <laughs> yeah. I loved this book. I gave, I it, gave it five. I gave it 2.5, three stars. Are you kidding? I did. Andy, I'm not, I'm not kidding. Why? Okay, we'll get she, into why yeah, after. Yeah, yeah. I'm so sad. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think now. <laughs> so, so if you, I feel like we haven't talked about it before. So basically, there's this series. It's called the Eden series. It is interconnected standalones about the Eden family. There's, I think, six siblings. I have no idea. I don't remember. It's either five or six. I'm pretty sure it's six. Three girls, three boys, but I totally could be wrong. So this is the second book in the series. The first one is Indigo Ridge. The second one is Juniper Hill. Then it's um, Garnet Flats and Jasper Vale, which is the one I'm reading Mm. currently. So Juniper Hill follows Knox Eden, the second oldest of the Eden family. He owns this property. He has a house, and then he has this apartment garage-ish mm-hmm. apartment above the garage that Eloise his younger sister graciously offers <laughs> Memphis Ward a place to live 
in Knox's apartment garage. Knox is not very excited about this, mostly because Memphis Ward isn't alone. She has her, how old is her son? Like, newborn. Less than a year. Like, less than a year old, like, newborn baby with her. So, Memphis, she's trying to get away from her old life in New York. I think she comes from old money. Yeah, she's or, definitely rich. Or money, period. I don't know if it's old or new. She comes from money, and she's running away from the f- I'm, I'm the father of her child. I don't think that's a secret. Yeah, it's not. If she's running away with a baby. She's running away from her life and the father. And she stumbles upon Quincy, Montana. Oh, they own hotels. That's what it is. And Quincy, oh, Montana so is, like the, a Hilton. is the only place that doesn't have a a hotel that her family owns so she goes to quincy montana eloise eden the character who's named after the eloise inn which her family owns offers her a job as a housekeeper in at the inn and the room above knox's house so it's kind of i love that she's like you can take my brothers and like didn't tell him (laughs) he was just she just had to go with it because they were understaffed and he is a chef he owns Knuckles, which is the restaurant. I think it's attached to the inn. Um, and, like, it's part of the inn. And so he is a chef. And it's kind of forced proximity. Yeah, because definitely. Because I think she ha- she ends up taking a it, job it at the restaurant. It is because... Right? No, she doesn't. Well, what does she do? She's the housekeeper at the inn. I just said this. Oh, Because no. <laughs> I, I, I knew she worked, like, in the inn, but I yeah, forgot, like, where. Yeah, she's the housekeeper at the inn, and she lives in the apartment above the garage. I don't know what else to say about it without, like, spoiling this book. Not much else happened. Like, n- no, a lot happened. But, like, that's kind of, like, the bare bones basic plot outline. Yeah. I think, like, there's small things that connect to other books. Okay, so a big trope of this book is obviously the single parent trope. Yeah. I have thoughts. Oh, God. <laughs> Listen, I, I'm gonna more be, than anyone, I'm gonna be hurt. <laughs> loves a single parent trope, yeah. right? I don't mind that aspect. But I thought it was weird how, what's his name, Knox? Yes. A big thing about how they interact with each other is the fact that the baby cries, like, all the time at night. Mm-hmm. So Knox will come and it got to the point, I'd like, a couple nights after she moved in or yeah. ho- however many nights, that he was like, you know what? I'm going to shut this baby up. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to try whatever I can to just, like, just to get it to sleep. Yeah. So he does that for a couple of times. But then, I don't know, it just acted like he started being, like, the default dad, which I get. But at the same time, it's her baby. I read this book in December 7th of last year so it's been almost two months no it has been two months since i've read it and Mm -hmm. just the fact that she was a new mom in town and i think he was pushing her for a relationship but at that point i would not be in the mindset to be in a relationship my only focus at that point would be to take care and raise my son i think did they start like a friends with benefits or they had like some tension going on and he wanted more but she was like listen i don't know if i can do that right now so i totally understood that and i don't think he was respectful of the boundaries of the fact that she was a new mom i'm either not remembering correctly or that's not how it happened 
I wrote it down here, like in my review. So then maybe, because this is, I didn't write a review for Like that was my biggest issue with the book. And then another thing that I wrote here was the fact that she was always crying. (laughs) Yeah, that I I was like, this needs to stop. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) so I get it. You're moving to a new town. You have a new baby in tow. It's It's frustrating. But also at the same time, (laughs) I wrote down, I swear this girl had no other personality trait other than crying. Yeah. She was always going on about her past and how different she was, but that wasn't shown to the reader at all. So, <laughs> yeah. So the, I guess I was really, really strong that day. But anyways. I guess that. I think I was annoyed about the fact that she cried in almost every scene, but I Not couldn't every scene. I couldn't tell I couldn't tell you what scene just because this book was was read by me 2 months ago. Yeah, I didn't write a review for it just because I wasn't at the time doing that. Mm. So I couldn't tell you specific things that happened. I don't remember them getting into a friends with benefits relationship. I, I remember they had some tension over the fact that, like, I don't know, maybe it was, like, lingering time, eyes or the something. The first time that they, like, slept together, I remember because it was the first time she spent the night at his house and they put her son in the other room and they did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it didn't, I feel like at that time, it didn't feel like they were being friends with benefits because the next scene is him going to the inn and making out with her while she's trying to clean yeah so it didn't feel very friends with benefits-y i don't know i don't i maybe friends with benefits was the wrong word i just remembered the fact that he stepped into the role of a dad too easily and i think i think there should be some boundaries between that i don't know if i necessarily like that about Mm -hmm. the book i love the book I disagree with everything you say because it's. I want you to love it too. So I'll justify what he did is because he, if you read the first book, it ends with his older brother Griffin, who that's who, like Indigo Ridge is about Griffin and uh, Win Winslow, yeah, Winslow Covington. They have a kid at the end of the book, so they there's like two babies now. It's. Drake and I forget their kid's name. So he, I feel like that was part of it is he, I forget what happened. He went over to like Griffin's house or something and Griffin was like, he just needs someone else right now. Like his baby was crying and he's like, sometimes you just need someone else. Mm. So that was his thing. He's like, let me just try and be that someone else because you have nobody else right now. Yeah. And she's always crying and stressed. And that was, I will say, that a lot of her personality was being overwhelmed, which I get. She she comes from, like, Hilton-level money. She's not used to doing everything by herself and having to do things for herself and taking care of someone that's not herself. Yeah. She barely even had to take care of herself. So she spent most of the book overwhelmed and stressed out. She cried, but I get it. I cry when I'm stressed, too. <laughs> I think the only reason that he did that is because he saw that he knew how to do it through his brother's kid. Mm. And was like, oh, if he can, he does this, so let me see if it works on him. Yeah. I think it would be weird if my landlord started holding my baby. But they were more than landlords. Like, up until that point, like, they had a relationship, like, a, like a friendship. I don't know. I don't know, but... <laughs> you're being also, too critical. It's a book, Andy. Listen, I just think that it, it was a little weird for me, but there was another plot line that I was like, this doesn't happen, or maybe it does. But remember that nanny that was, like, obsessed with Drake? Yeah. 
her. I was like, I felt like it was a One Tree Hill type situation. I was just about to say, have you not? Nanny Carrie. Do you remember Nanny Carrie? <laughs> Nanny Carrie. So there's a Nanny Carrie character in this book. And when I got to the scene where it escalates, yeah. you know what I'm talking about? I was like, what am I reading? Like, why Why does Nanny Carrie suddenly care so much about Drake? Like, I didn't get it. Yeah. Like, that point. So, by I that point... I don't think they explain why, but, like, there are people like that. If you, if you, like, look at the news and stuff, there are people like that. I just thought it was, like, really, like, far-fetched. I was like... I don't think it is. I, I think it happens a lot. I, it was just, it was a lot for me. I love this book. I love the whole series. I will say the third one, like, fell a little flat. I'll see about the fourth one. I don't know. But I really liked the first two because Junior, um, Indigo Ridge and Juniper Hill, I thought they were really good. Andy has her opinions. I have mine. Yeah. As we know, we don't agree on everything. I really liked it. The Eden family owns basically this entire town. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Eloise owns the inn. Talia owns the coffee shop. No, Lila owns the coffee shop. Tally is the town doctor. Uh, Knox owns the restaurant. Griffin owns the ranch. If you have a family like that, you could just take over. They do. Like, like that's what, why everybody knows what them. If, what if they just, like, I don't know, start their own country in the little that town? Is, that is the, the... Quincy, Montana is their town. Yeah. They own it. You can't mess with them. Um, I mean, Winslow, who married Griffin, is the chief of police, and her grandfather, or her, yeah, her grandfather was the mayor. So, like, they literally. Like, Daniel status mayor, like, where he, like, settles disputes between, like, chickens. I I don't (laughs) think, I think he tells disputes between real people, but I don't know. I really enjoyed it, minus what Andy said. I just think it was a little far-fetched. That was my big thing with it. I mean, I understand that because I did feel like it kind of, like, when it when they had their relationship, like, at work, and he didn't see her at home, I guess, once they kind of established their friendship at work, they kind of just jumped into, okay, let's now be friends outside, even though he was so against having them because the, the land that he lives on is called Juniper Hill. That's why the book is called Juniper Hill. So... He was so against having them there, and then all of a sudden, it was like 180 Yeah. And he was helping her take care of the kid. But I think she needed it. I know, like, I totally get where you're coming from. Like, I get that'd be weird. But like you said, she was like a mess. I get it. She needed someone to be like, okay. I know. She's the kind of person, she's the kind of mom who needs someone there. Yeah, especially from her background where she was she, pampered. She's and- not used to being alone, and I think Knox is he's the second oldest of six kids like mm. i have two younger siblings like i feel like if so i could figure it out like if there was a baby keeping you up all night constantly i feel like you'd just be like okay yeah let me figure this out for you <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna shut this baby yeah up. i can you have like a baby <laughs> brother like i can imagine yeah there were times where you're like hey someone shut this kid up no i would hear the baby now just roll back to bed <laughs> All right, we can move on to the book that you won't shut up about. Yes. <laughs> I don't know how my pick turned into your favorite book. <laughs> this was my... Honestly, the next book that we're going to talk about is one of my top fives ever. Like, I cannot can, believe the random book that I've been, like, dying to read has become the book you're obsessed this with. This book is so good. It's good. If you will listen to any recommendation that I give, because I chose other books for this episode, too, but Shafali's pick, <laughs> if you listen to any, if not any other recommendation other than this one, I'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> this book was so good. But I'm also in the thick of it, and I have a problem with like hyperfixation. Oh yeah. I mean, I've watched Avatar almost six times. So yeah. But anyways, the book that I'm talking about is The Simple Wild by K. Tucker, and I read this book. She had another book. I think it, it's called Until It We were going to do that book. And then I was like, no, let's do The Simple Wild yeah. because I want to. Hold on. Let me make sure it's quick. Imagine if I was if I gave in was like, let's just do your K.A. Tucker book. Yeah. I put my foot down and was like, we're reading The Simple Wild because there's I keep putting it off and I really want to read yeah. it. Okay. I read Until It Fades. It's another book by her, I think in like sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. And it's a single parent trope, but it's also in a small town. So it was between that one and... Love a good small town. Yeah. <laughs> that one was single parent with a famous person. Like a, oh. and Yeah. So so it was it's Might a good book to read <laughs> <laughs> so i read that book in high school and i remember that author so i was like yeah. oh like why don't we do this one and then shafali's like no yeah <laughs> <laughs> why don't we do the alaska one because I, I, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I love alaska so i was like all right so thank sim- god <laughs> yeah yeah i'm so glad you you put this book in my life Shafali. yeah it's called the simple wild by k tucker and it follows this girl or i guess woman she's like 26 are you a yeah. woman or a girl at that point? You're somewhere in between. Okay. So it follows Cal uh, Fletcher, and she has a dad who runs Ren. this. Yeah, Ren Fletcher. She has a dad who lives in Cal. Uh, not California, in Alaska. <laughs> so thinking about the Napa. <laughs> he lives in Alaska. Her mom and her dad don't talk to each other at the beginning of the book anymore, and she mm-hmm. lost contact with her dad mm-hmm. when she was like 12 or something because of something that happened. 14. Because it had been 12 years, and she's 26. I have no idea. But, 14. <laughs> um, she, it was, like, in her adolescence, she hasn't talked to her dad in over a decade. And, 12 years. And she lives in Toronto. Mm-hmm. And one day, she's living her life in Toronto. She's being fired. She's, from her bank job. Yeah, she's <laughs> clubbing it up. And she gets a call from this woman, and she's like, hey, I don't know how to tell you this, but your dad has cancer. Mm-hmm. So... He would really Lung mean cancer. To yeah, be specific. It would really mean a lot if you would come over and you just spent some time with him. And then Cal is like, "Listen, I can't just drop everything and move to Alaska. Like that's not that's not what I'm do- not what I'm gonna do." I would love that. <laughs> yeah, but then her stepdad Simon, who's kind of he's like a shrink. He's like, "Listen, will you regret it? Don't if- appropriate my culture. They're called therapists. <laughs> therapists. He's a therapist." <laughs> He's like, will you regret it if you don't go and you don't at least know what your dad is like? Mm-hmm. And she's like, okay, wise words. And I also did just get fired from my job. Yeah, so it's what not am like I really staying for? Exactly. So she goes over, and she, this book is so similar to It Happened One Summer. In I that, think that's why you hyperfixated yeah. on it. Because it's, it's the winter version of It Happened it's One the Summer. Version. You're so right. <laughs> Maybe I'm just, maybe this is my favorite genre. (laughs) Anything you can put in that category, Andy's like five stars. Yeah. So she goes over to Alaska and lo and behold, she gets on like three different planes. And the final stretch to get to where her dad lives is where we meet the hero of the story. His name is Jonah. Jonah. Hero. Yeah. I forgot your word. (laughs) He judges her straight out because she has like... You know, acrylics, her hair is done. She has, like, you know, designer clothes. She has, like, five 
full suitcases. Exactly. And he's like, this isn't going to work out, Barbie. Like, you need to figure out how you're going to drop all this luggage because it can't fit in my plane. Yeah. So basically, she ends up going to her dad's small town with Jonah and Jonah's just always around. Like he's Jonah's just, the next door neighbor. Yeah. So he's always making fun of her. They're and it's kind of like an enemies to lovers. Mm-hmm. And it also this book deals with cancer and the idea of losing a parent and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Um, I ugly cried on my bed at the end of this book. I didn't ugly cry because I didn't I did. realize I was what so happened. genuinely attached <laughs> to this character and I I ugly cried. Yeah. I was like, this is... I had to put my phone down and just, like, breathe. Yeah. I was so upset. I devoured this book. I started this book Tuesday night. I read it until 2 in the morning because mm-hmm. I was like, I can't put it down. And then the next day, Wednesday, I finished it by, like, noon. Mm-hmm. And then I finished the second book, like, at 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. And then the novella I finished on Thursday. So those were all the books mm-hmm. that I've read for the past week, it's so good. You guys, it I reread good. I reread the second book because I think I prefer the second book just because you get to see Jonah and Kala like in a more domestic setting mm-hmm. and just them like living their lives. Yeah. And it's so good. Shafali, what are your thoughts? I loved it. I, I don't think I've expressed it as much as you have, mm-hmm. but I did really like this book. I love Alaska. I've never been, but it's like my dream to live there. It has been since I was in like second grade for reasons I'm not entirely sure about. Once I go there, I'll find out. Yeah. But I was so excited that this book took place in Alaska. I love Kala. I like her name for some reason. Yeah, I, it's like, like Kala Lily. Yeah, and I, I just like her name. And I like this, st- like, I don't know how to explain it in a way that makes sense. It was the basis of every other, like, rom-com book, kind of, mm. where it's the grumpy guy and, like, the girl, and she's kind of a little bit conceited, and he makes fun of her for it. But it had other elements in, like, a deeper story. Yeah. And you learn so much about her dad's name is Ren. I feel like we said that. Ren's life and what he's doing and the love and, like, what it's like being a pilot in Alaska mm-hmm. and what it's like living in a town that, doesn't really have much of anything and if you need something you have to literally fly yeah a different city i didn't know that in alaska like this is such a weird thing about the book but milk is like ten dollars or yeah because you can't get it like it's all so inflated and i didn't know that happened like i just can't get it it's all really far away but i feel like it had the every aspect of a romance book that Mm everyone loves but also so much more depth to it yeah that i got so attached to this book that i ugly cried on my bed i was sitting in class and i remember i texted i was like i'm trying so hard not to cry and i'm sitting in class and so i went back to the dorm and i just like ugly cried while reading the end of it i didn't ugly cry at the part that you're talking about because i didn't know what happened (laughs) because yeah because it's not a scene in the book that it happens yeah they just kind of no no the scene where everybody's like together and everyone's upset set mm. and crying together that's when i was like oh <laughs> and the then gates I, were lost. and then and then in the next chapter i read the line that they say it yeah in, and i was and like i was that like happened i like threw my phone i was like i can't handle this <laughs> uh, but i for me it was just confusion i'm like that happened like we're not gonna we're not gonna explore it more that's because you read the first time without thinking and then it's the second time you really in depth yeah. i in depth the first time so it i really hit me to the core when that happened yeah <laughs> i just can't explain how much i love 
love this book. And it's also it like a new setting. Like, I've never read a book in Alaska. So That's like, why I wanted to read it so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I need to get on the second one. I low-key might, I, like, I was thinking I might stop reading Jasper Vale just to read the second one of mm. this book because I really I get it. want to. I recommend. But because, as, as I said, I really like the Eden series, but I also really like this book, and I'm still, like, kind of hooked on it. But, yeah, I I loved this book. I loved the setting. I loved the characters. Everyone in the small town was... And it's small town Alaska. Everybody mm. was great. I liked that it had depth to it. And it wasn't just... I, like, I know we compare it to it Have One Summer. But I feel like, yeah, it, she had, like, her whole thing with her dad. But it kind of started and ended there. Mm. I think we learned so much about the characters. And you, you like, felt for them in yeah. a different way. I loved this author. I'm probably going to read everything she's ever wrote. I recommend Until It Fades. This Yeah, I'm um, going to have to go back and read I it. I don't think it was as good as this book, I'm going to be honest. but I don't think anything will ever compare it to Literally, this you. book has made it into my all-time favorite reads, like, mm-hmm. ever. And I also really like the characters. Other characters in other books like, kind of just fall flat, and you just kind of want to focus on the main two characters. I loved every character. Yeah, same. And I also, um, there's also... Except for Marie. <laughs> Yeah. Which is kind of annoying. Listen, so in this book, it has four books in it. Two of them are about Cal and Jonah, and then there's their novella. So three. Yeah, like two and a half. Yeah. And then the fourth book is about this character named Marie, Mm -hmm. who is a character who's always been in love with Jonah. Mm -hmm. And you kind of... I I, thought it was going to be about Mabel, and I got excited. I was like, oh, that's so cute, but it's not. It's about Marie, and I started it, but I didn't, I haven't finished it. Maybe I'll go back to it. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I just, she spends a lot of the book just saying how in love with Jonah she is. And I'm like, girl, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Have some decorum. Yeah. (laughs) She's callous. I mean, he's callous. But yeah, I really, I don't have any. When they get stranded on, in the, in the woods for the night. Mm a good scene i know this book is kind of there's one thing about this book that's kind of weird though so the author will write details like kind of like the f play i don't know should i say it oh i was like what I don't know, the should hell I does say, that mean I, say it? I don't know up the, to you okay know. so the author kind of writes details leading up to the hanky panky but she won't write the hanky panky. It's itself. like half. It's like a jar door. Yeah, it's a jar door for sure. <laughs> so, um, if that's something that you care about, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, I really have nothing bad to say about this book. I, I freaking loved it. I don't either. Yeah. I really liked it. But yeah, ten out of ten. Eleven out of ten broke the Richter scale. Exactly. Is that way no? The Richter scale. <laughs> that's earthquakes. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> uh, should we move on? <laughs> I think we must before we start talking more science. Okay, okay. You're a history major, Andy. I know. I should stay in my lane. Stand your ground. Okay. Hamilton <laughs> okay. is where you have to reside. All right. Last book of the episode. Last but certainly not yeah. Last but certainly not least. Certainly. We have The Wrong Mr. Right by Stephanie Archer. Yay. Loved this book. Loved it, too. So, basically... There's this girl. Her name is Hannah. Mm, how do I describe Hannah? She's she's very shy. She's a shy, cute... She's 30. She's going to be 30. She's 29. Mm. And it's her 30th birthday soon. She owns the... She basically owns the bookstore. It's her mom's. Her mom opened it. And then her mom sadly passed away. Yeah. So now she runs it with her dad. And her dad is very adamant about keeping everything the way that her mom left it. 
mm. to honor her memory. And I was about to say Kala. <laughs> and Hannah really wants to upgrade this store. She wants to be the person that her mom can be proud of. She is 29 years old and she thinks, I haven't met the love of my life like my mom always thought I would. I haven't had my romance book love. Mm. And this store, it's not going out of business. It's not doing well. Like, they're not yeah. making as much money as they should. It's like they're not even breaking even. <laughs> they're like, not. They're losing money. She has to, like, dip in her own savings to pay her employee. I forget her employee's name. Sam. Sam Brady. Oh, they said Sam. I was like, I don't think that's it. <laughs> no. So... She decides she wants to become a hot girl. I hate that she called herself a hot girl because I'm like, Hannah, you are a hot girl. Yeah. But she wants to become a hot girl, quote unquote. You can't see me putting that in finger quotes, but... I I see it. You can see it. Um, (laughs) She wants to be a hot girl. So she goes to Wyatt. Does he have a last name? I have no idea. He must have a last name. Wyatt Surfing. (laughs) (laughs) She goes to Wyatt, who is like this confident, laid back surfer bro who owns the surf shop. He wants to go pro, I guess. Yeah, like he wants sponsorships. He want, yeah, yeah, that's what it is. He wants sponsorships, but he doesn't have social media. Nobody knows anything about him. He just kind of owns the surf shop and is like known in this town because it's a small town of Queens Cove. Vancouver? Yeah. I think this is a bit of a like a difference in this book is that it's still a small town, but it's like a beach town. It's a yeah, yeah, it's a beach town. So Hannah goes to Wyatt and says, I need you to teach me how to be a hot girl. And he's <laughs> she like literally says that. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> and I can't blame him. <laughs> I can't I can't either. And he reluctantly agrees as long as she agrees to do everything that he asks. Mm-hmm. And he asked some weird things. Honestly, this... But I think they're so funny and cute at the same time. There's this one scene where, like, he makes her... Um, Ask out ten people. Yeah. And they're just, like, <laughs> some of them are married. It's, like, the first ten people who, like, come across her. Yeah. It's so funny, it's but It literally so had me, like, laughing out loud. Yeah. I think it's hard to do that from a book. Yeah, needless to say, he agrees. And it turns into... Hannah not just becoming a hot girl, but upgrading her entire life. I think she finally realizes it's time for me to stop caring about my dad saying no and Mm -hmm. start living the life I think my mom would have wanted for us. There's no way she would have wanted her to, you know, stop her entire life and never upgrade. And she has this dream of turning her bookstore into a romance-only bookstore because that's what everybody buys. Relatable. I That's like my dream life. Same. Living in Alaska, owning a romance-only bookstore. Yeah. I'm sure all the pilots I'm will I'm sure they it. want them. <laughs> but yeah, and it's this cute small town, friends to lovers. I loved this book so much. I loved it too. It was my first read of 2023. <laughs> Yeah. That's what you were in. It was my first read, and I remember just being like, wow, I'm starting the year off with a five-star read. Yeah. Like, it was so good. It's so good. It's also the second book in a series, so... Yeah, I feel like I've talked about the series before. It's the Queen's Cove series, and the first one is that kind of guy, then the wrong Mr. Right, and then... 
I don't remember the third one. So I never read the first one just because the second one sounded so good. It's a bookworm. Like He calls her bookworm. Yeah, and, and just like a shy girl, surfer guy, love a good opposites attract her. Oh, yeah, that kind of guy, Ma- the Ramus Ray, and in your dreams, Holden Rhodes, their name is, last name is Rhodes. Wow. And so it's about four brothers, the Queen's Cove series. So there should be a fourth one for mm. the fourth brother. I just assume it hasn't come out yet. Yeah. The scene where he makes her ask out 10 people. I thought There's it was this so really funny, funny so scene cute. where one of them is married. And then he's like, oh, um, Hannah. I'm sorry if I gave you that impression. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I honestly, I was ever in that situation. Hannah's braver than me. Cause oh, I yeah. Never, I would die I would on, this, on site. <laughs> I would combust. Yeah. And just... I loved the scene where all of, like, the people in the town and the friends and the brothers and stuff, they all come together and they help her create her dream bookstore out of what's left of her mom. And I think that's so cute. And she re- they had a mural on the side of the wall, and they repainted it in her mom, and she did it in her mom's honor. And I forget what exactly the quote was but it was like there's a story out there for everybody or Mm. something like that i think it was something like that yeah and i just thought it was so cute and the dad pissed me i was that was my next point i was like the dad like he's such a scrooge like why would he he? never want to change anything about the store like that's just good business like why would you never want to i get it because he's like hung up on the mom's legacy but also Come on. Yeah, come on. Let your daughter live, for God's yeah. sakes. Oh, you know what I thought was really cute is they did karaoke. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and she sang the song and she went out by herself. And I just thought it was so cute that she was so happy to do all these things that she she never went out to eat by herself. Yeah. She dressed up and put on her best outfit and she's like, I'm doing this for me. And then he comes in and he like kisses the crap out of her and yeah just like, and then leaves yeah that psh, baller move yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny because everybody in this small town knows them like mm-hmm. they've they've gone to high school together middle school whatever like they've known each other for years yeah everybody in this town it's a small town like everybody's known them for years and i just think it's really funny i also think that the, if you're looking for a book where she falls first but he falls harder oh yeah this is your book because i think she did have a bit of a crush on him Oh, yeah. Before. And I think that was one of the things he said. He's like, I always thought you had a crush on me. And she's like, no. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> like voice wavering. Why would you think that? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think I think you would, like, get jealous of, like, the thought of her being with someone else or something. Because she went on the date with that doctor. Oh, yeah. I forgot about him. Oh, my God. When she hurt herself, the, every morning they wake up and they surf together. I love those scenes. I thought that was so cute. And she gets hurt surfing. Mm-hmm. And he's so overprotective. Yeah, he's like, well, you got to go to the hospital. He's like, you like, can't he, breathe. Yeah, It'll hurt like, your head. She's like, I'm fine. Like, it's just a scratch and her whole face is, like, bleeding. Yeah. And then, like, the doctor at the hospital is like, is oh. one of the guys she gets your wife on date? Or, like, something. Oh, yeah. Is, is your wife pregnant? Everybody mm-hmm. freaks out yeah, when yeah. their wife is pregnant. But honestly, this is such a wholesome read. I don't know. I don't remember the conflict. It, was it the fact that he wanted to, like, go out and she wanted to stay or something? 
I think so. He, like, didn't ask her to go with him or something. Mm. I just remember the camping scene where they're like, we have to go and find someone and help her. Like, <laughs> she's she's out there and yeah. she's hurt. She's and wailing. <laughs> she's wailing in pain. And Hannah was, like, freaking out because it was just her Morning. having sex. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, this book was so funny. This book was hilarious. Of, like, I loved this book. Yeah, I this- can't recommend. I think all... All of these books, I can't recommend enough. I thought all of them yeah, were just amazing. They were so good. I'm really proud of the picks that we chose for this We episode. picked good. It's almost like Listen, we have Listen, I have problems opinions. with Part of Your World. You have problems with Juniper Hill. Yeah. But overall, Psh, 10 out of 10. Read them all. <laughs> we're so good at this. I know. It's almost like this is our job now. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, those were our four picks for the small town trope. Yeah. We hope you enjoyed it. Should we move on to expected reads? Uh, of course. Okay. <laughs> Please, take it away. I, as I was saying, I'm reading... Why are they all part of the series from this book? Are they? Um, Jasper Vale, okay. which is in the Eden series, which is Juniper Hill. Mm. I really want to read the next Simple Wild book, which is... We talked you about. You have to. And I really want to read the third book in the Queen's Cove series, which is... So they're all connected. To they're the all books. connected to the books that we're, we just talked about. Yeah, yeah. So my book is probably going to be Colty, just because I literally started it. Yeah. This morning, yeah. <laughs> I'm like five percent in. Mariam's Zapata books—they don't like acknowledge each other's existence till eighty percent in. Oh, stop! Are you kidding? Is that you what know this? I know, but I was hoping Colty might be different. No. Uh, oh God. Okay. I love Mariam's Zapata though because the buildup is so realistic, and I love it. You have to read all roads lead here. Oh, okay. I, I will just like. The thing with Mariana Zapata is like you have to it's a mood. lot, and you have to be in the mood. I love Mariana Zapata. Books. I know. Shout out to Mariana Zapata. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's probably gonna be what I'm reading next, other than the books that we have planned for yeah. next week. Should we <laughs> leave them with the song? Should follow you? Oh please. <laughs> Any requests? Mm, play a Rihanna song. The Super Bowl is oh tonight. Oh my God! The Super Bowl. As I forgot of, to talk about it. As of today. Oh, we also lost the Bean Pot, which we talked about. Oh, in the podcast, so sad. We, we won't talk about that though. But as of the day that we're recording this episode, it is February twelfth. It won't come out until February nineteenth. Yeah. But we're, we're recording it on February twelfth, and it's the Super Bowl, and Rihanna is performing at the Psh. halftime show. So obviously we have to wait. I don't know what song to pick. <laughs> I'm a fan of Ponda Replay. <laughs> okay, <laughs> Ponda Replay. Or like, please don't stop the music. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm an old Rihanna fan. Let's go. Anyways, lovelies, it's been lovely. It always is. Shivali, <laughs> pleasure always. <laughs> Please don't stop the music!